Welcome to Tardi Mechanach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Adina Schmimmen, and today we will be learning Sefer Yehoshua, Perak Chafbez, 22. Let's recap the last few prakim to hear the progression of the Chiloka Ka'aretz, the distribution of the land. We began with a recap of Moshe's assignment of the Shvatim of Reuven, Gad, and half of Menashe to the east side of the Yardin. The territories of Yehuda and Yosef lead off the Gorel land allocation as they were the leaders among the Shvatim. We then read about the division of the land of the rest of the Shvatim. And finally, the Arei Miklat and Arei Levim are designated. Here, in our parak today, we will revisit the Shvatim of Reuven Gad and half of Menashe, in some ways bookending the Chilok Ha'aretz, and in some ways turning over a new page. They were returning home now, 14 years after committing to be there to support their brothers, the nine and a half Shvatim, on the west side of the Yardin. Remember in Parak Aleph, Yoshua spoke to these Shvatim, reminding them of their commitment to be there for their brothers in conquest and in the division of the land. They were passionate and enthusiastic from the start, using the words na'aseh and ne'lech, we will do and we will go. They kept their word following through with unwavering passion and enthusiasm. And now it was time to go home. Az yikra Yoshua l'ruveni v'lagadi v'lachatsi matem menasha. Then Yoshua called Shevet Reuven, Gad, and half the tribe of Menashe. The division of the land began with the words, Az Yavdil Yehoshua. And now, as we move forward, continues with Az Yikra Yehoshua. And while these Shvatim were free to return home as their job had been completed, they did not initiate their departure out of a sense of respect and reverence for Yehoshua. And as such, he initiated the conversation. Pasuk Beis 2. Vayomer Alehem, Atem Shemartem Eis Kol Asher Tziva Eschem Moshe Eved Hashem, Batishmu Bekoli Lechol Asher Tzivisi Eschem. And he said to them, You have kept all that Moshe, the servant of Hashem, commanded you, and you have obeyed my voice in all that I have commanded you. Lo Azavtem Esachechem Ze Yamim Rabim Ad Hayom Hazeh. You have not forsaken your brothers these many days, Ushmartem es mishmeres mitzvas Hashem elokechem, but rather you have kept the charge of the commandment of Hashem your God. What a tribute to these Shvatim. The Psukim acknowledge their commitment to their brothers, following through on their mission to support them in conquering and dividing the land. They took orders from Yehoshua. The Al particularly highlights the city of Yericho when the army was told not to take up arms, but rather encircle the city and blow the shofar. You can imagine how difficult it must have been not to fight, especially this first city, but they followed Yehoshua's orders without question. In his parting words, Yehoshua cautions, Pasuk Hey 5, Rak shimru ma'od lasos es ha-mitzvah ve'es ha-torah asher tziva eschem Moshe eved Hashem. La'ava es Hashem alokechem, ve'la'lechas b'chol drachav, ve'lishmor mitzvosav, u'ledavkabo, u'lavdo b'chol levavchem, u'v'chol nafshechem. You shall be very careful to observe the commandments in the Torah which Moshe, the servant of Hashem, has commanded you, to love Hashem your God and to walk in all His ways, 
and to observe his commandments and to cling to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Yoshua recognized that they would be far from the Mishkan and a community to support them in their spiritual journey. With worship being centralized in Shiloh, being far away came at a great risk and cost. Yoshua drills down on the purpose of living a Jewish life, echoing the words of Moshe Rabbeinu's parting speech. These are messages we can take to heart today. What is my purpose, your purpose in this world? It's actually quite simple. Love Hashem, follow in his ways and serve him. Put more simply, increase Hashem's presence in this world by doing mitzvot and being an ambassador of his ways. It's one reason why we say Kaddish after a person passes on, because there's one less person who can add Hashem's presence to this world. And therefore we say Yeheshmei Rabbah, we compensate for this loss by stating aloud that his name, Hashem's name, should be increased. It's doing a chesed, connecting with another person, focusing on tefillah, adding more godliness in a world that of late feels like it needs it more and more. Yehoshua gave Menashe an extra bracha upon departure, as we read in Pasuk Zion by Yivarchem, and he blessed them. Because according to the Alshech, he was sensitive that this was a Shevet that was going to be split, and they might need an extra boost. Menashe didn't initially ask to be on the east side of the Yardin, but when realizing that there was extra land, came forward and asked to join Reuven and Gad. It was also strategic to divide a Shevet in half to assure that connections were maintained between the tribes on both sides of the Yardin. Having first cousins across the Yardin meant family reunions and it retained connections. The Medrash describes very poignantly how the two and a half Shvatim parted ways. It must have been very hard to leave. And reading this, it brings to mind a personal memory. When my late father-in-law, Rabbi Yoshua Schmidman, would leave our home, the goodbyes went on and on. And finally, when he turned to go, he would turn back one more time with a warm and sometimes funny story. And I always wondered why. You see, he didn't want to depart in sadness because parting is so hard. Yoshua spoke to the two and a half Shvatim and blessed them and gave them a share of the booty. After leaving Yehoshua, the two and a half Shvatim lingered for several days and then returned to take leave again. He accompanied them to the Yardin, where they received his bracha again. When they were about to cross, they saw that their beloved leader was left alone, and so they escorted him back to his home when he blessed them again and finally sent them on their way. This display of love and connection is so remarkably powerful. These Shvatim, after 14 years away from family, de- demonstrated an allegiance, trust, humility, loyalty, and love for their leader. Lofty concepts to aspire to in our lives. And for a leader, knowing that you are surrounded by people who exemplify these noble traits creates calmness, openness, and mutual love in return. This is what we are witnessing as we read about the departure of these Shvatim from Yehoshua, their beloved leader. Pasuk Tes 9. 
וישובו וילכו בני ראובן ובני גד וחצי שבט המנשה מעש בני ישראל משילו אשר בארץ כנען. On the way back to the Transjordan, they went to Shiloh, out of the way in terms of direction, but not out of their spiritual way. Before distancing themselves from the spiritual epicenter of the Jewish people, they paused on their trip back home. But before they crossed the Yardin River, Reuven Gad and half of Menashe built a massive Mizbeach. Vayavo el gililos ha-Yardin asher be'eretz kena'an, ויבנו בני ראובן ובני גד בחצי שבט המנשה שם מזבח על הירדן, מזבח גדול למראה. And when they came to the districts of the Yardin, which was in the land of Canaan, the children of Reuven, Gad, and half of Menashe built an altar there near the Yardin, a large altar as a showpiece. This seems incomprehensible, having just witnessed a spiritual and heartfelt goodbye. How could this be? And if you're wondering, you can only imagine what the B'nai Israel are thinking when they get wind of what these two and a half Shvatim did. They built a Mizbeach. Is this a Mizbeach for Avotah Zarah or a Mizbeach to replace the Mizbeach in Shiloh? Vayishmu'u B'nai Israel, Vayikahalu kol adas B'nai Israel Shiloh, la'alos alehem litzavah. And the children of Israel heard, and the entire congregation of the children of Israel assembled at Shiloh to advance upon them with an army. Litzavah, how painful to think that the West Side Shvatim were ready to go to war, a civil war against brothers who had just fought for them and with them. And yet at the same time, it is remarkable to see a willingness to stand up for MS and eradicate idolatry so it would not spread and infest the land. A delegation of ten Nisim, one from each Shevet, is quickly sent, led by Pinchas, the son of Elazar HaKohen. Why Pinchas and not Yehoshua or Elazar? Pinchas had the quality of zeal, which he had used to protect the glory of Hashem in the travesty with Zimri, the prince of Shimon. He was also the Kohen appointed for war, as stated in Sefer Devarim. And at the same time, he was blessed with the covenant of Shalom, as it says in Parshas Pinchas, Hinni nosenlo esbrisi shalom. Behold, I, Hashem, give him my covenant of peace. Passion and peace, a unique combination. The exact qualities needed to approach the two and a half shvatim. To first talk, to communicate, and understand what was happening. Let's note that while emotions and passions were riding high, there was an effort to try to understand. It's a lesson for us on a personal level and national level to understand the other, even when the evidence points us in a certain direction. In Pasuk Tezayin through Chaf, in a very deliberate, direct, and passionate tone, the group speaks to Reuven and God and half of Menashe. How can you betray Hashem? How can you reject Hashem when you just saw and experienced his miracles? Pinchas knows what results from sin. He brings up the incident with Baal Pa'ar. It was only his act of zealousness that brought the plague to a halt. They bring up the incident of Achan and the reach of sin. We are all collectively responsible for each other. And just because you're on the other side of the Yardin, your acts will make a difference for the nation as a whole. Their words are strong. They use the same language as we read earlier in Parak Zion with Achan. 
Ma Hamaal Asher Me'altem Beloke Yisrael. What is the betrayal that you have committed against the God of Israel? Ma'al, betrayal, negev, plague, ketzev, Hashem's extreme anger. And the word merit, rebellion, is used again and again and again. And they say to these tribes, if you really feel that you have no spirituality in this land on the east side of the Yardin, then come back to the west side of the Yardin. But you cannot build a Mizbeach to reject Hashem. If the land in your inheritance is unhallowed, cross over to the land of Hashem's possession, where the sanctuary of Hashem is, and take your territory among us. But do not rebel against Hashem, and do not rebel against us by building yourselves an altar other than the altar of Hashem, our God. The response of the two and a half Shvatim is heartbreaking and resonates so deeply as this is something that we ourselves struggle with. They include the three names of Hashem to highlight that they truly believe in Hashem who created the world and gave the Torah. They say we are not guilty of Avodah Zarah. We're not guilty of building a private Mizbeach outside of Shiloh. Pasuk Chafbeis 22, Hu Yodea, He Hashem knows, V'Yisrael Hu Yodea. And we pray that you, Yisrael, will believe us. So why did we build this massive Mizbeach? Pasuk Chafdala 24, V'im lo midaga midavar asinu esos, leymar. We didn't do this except for the fear of the following thing. Machar yomru v'nechem levanenu. Because in the future, your children might say to our children, What do you have to do with Hashem, the God of Israel? Because there is a border between us and you. And continuing in Pasuk Chavhei 25, And your children will cause our children Levilti Yiro as Hashem, to stop fearing Hashem. I read this with tears in my eyes. You see, they were afraid that when they would go to Shiloh, people would look at them and say, Who are you? Why do you belong here? You don't look like us. You don't live with us. You have no part in the Chelek of Hashem. Our children will be made to feel inferior, rejected, because they live across the Yardin. We all have a sense of religious confidence, a sense of ourselves in relation to our practice. While we always want to be growing and gaining, we should also feel good about what we do and how we do it. Feeling looked down upon, made to feel inferior, feeling bad about one's religious practice, damages one's religious confidence and undermines the sense of love and connection to Hashem. This is what the two and a half Shvatim were afraid of. And that is why they built this massive Mizbeach. They wanted to be assured that the people of the east side of the Yardin and the west side of the Yardin had a common vision, something that they could both look at, something that they could both see and know that they were part of the same nation. 
Creating an atmosphere of acceptance and welcome is critical to assure the unity of our people. On a recent mission to Israel, it was so powerful to experience the collective embrace of community. Our shul recently connected with a very small community in Israel to support them during these very trying times. The community is religiously diverse, as is ours, and it was astounding and outstanding to see how quickly we all connected with each other. We were meeting our cousins, cousins who we never met before, but we are all connected and bound by a sense of Am Yisrael, Torah Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael. There were women who never met an American before, and yet we were able to create a sense of love and connection almost instantly. The Shvatim, the two and a half Shvatim, were worried about just the opposite, of a dividing wall between them and the rest of B'nai Yisrael, a coolness when they would appear in Shiloh, and as such built a very high Mizbeach so that their community would be remembered and connected to the people in Eretz Yisrael. Pinchas listened. So did the Nesim and Vayitav Be'inehem. It was good in their eyes. It was clear from what the two and a half Shvatim said that they were speaking the truth. Pasuk Lamed Aleph 31, Vayomer Pinchas ben Elazar HaKohen el b'nei Reuven ve'el b'nei Gad ve'el b'nei Menashe, Hayom yadanu ki v'sochenu Hashem, asher lo ma'altem ba'ashem hamal hazeh. And Pinchas, the son of Elazar the Kohen, said to the children of Reuven, Gad, and Menashe, Today we know that Hashem is in our midst, since you did not commit this betrayal against Hashem. Az hitzaltem es b'nei Yisrael miyad Hashem. Then, that word us, you have saved the children of Israel from the hand of Hashem, from a possible plague or punishment because of idolatry. Pinchas accepts their explanation and returns with the emissaries to the rest of the people of Israel. After hearing the report, Vayitav hadavar be'enei b'nei Yisrael, and it was good in their eyes too, they blessed Hashem that they didn't have to go to war and expressed gratitude that they were inspired to work things out by trying to understand rather than resorting to battle. Look at the amount of psukim dedicated to communication, to talking, to trying to understand each other. Five strongly worded psukim of B'nai Israel in a very raw and direct way, questioning and trying to understand what was the rationale for the unacceptable structure and then... Ten psukim of Reuven, Gud, and Chatzim Menashe explaining their position. The result of this elongated dialogue, a mutual understanding of why, a deeper connection, and an appreciation of the thought process of the other. A profound lesson to each of us to listen, to try to understand what is going on in the mind of another person so that we can find a space of shalom, peace. Note that the word shalom is the same root word as shalem, completeness. Communication creates completeness because we're no longer standing on the other side, but rather are in shared space. The Raubag points out in his wrap-up of the lessons of the Perak that it is frightening to imagine what could have happened had they not taken the time to reflect and understand. A civil war, loss of life, history could have been forever changed. Instead, the people on the two sides of the Yardin were united in thought and purpose with this massive Mizbeach bearing witness. The parak concludes with the name of this Mizbeach, Aid, Witness, for it shall be a witness between us that Hashem is God. 
The parak opens with a sense of arevus, the mutual responsibility and loyalty upheld by the two and a half shvatim fighting for the B'nai Yisrael. It is also arevus that drives the west side shvatim to confront the two and a half shvatim when they see the Mizbeach that they built. We are all part of one nation. How dare you betray us and Hashem? And it is the Arevis connection that the two and a half Shvatim are looking for to ensure the future of their children, a mutual respect and responsibility to each other across the Yardin divide. The Perak concludes with unity recaptured and upheld. We are part of one nation. And it is a message that we ourselves are experiencing today in a most profound way. Thank you for learning together Li'iloi Nishmot, Imotenu Hayikarot, Esther Oppenheimer, Alea Shalom, and Sarah Shanker, Alea Shalom, each deeply devoted and proud to transmit their family's Torah legacy to the next generations.